Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Les Hangout, the podcast where good is evil, and therefore all evil is good. It was for you, Ellie. I, I had to. It. I had that to bring beautiful. in more musicals for us. It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> from the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. To those of you who have been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. And here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This Week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. If you've been listening to our episodes for the past two weeks, you know we are writing a musical. We were going to launch our crowdfunding campaign this week, but we're pushing it to next week. However, if you want to help us make this campaign as successful as possible, you can join our launch team by emailing us at theflamemusical at leshangoutpod.com. There are so many things you can do to help us make this project come to life. And if you just want to, like, sing with us now. Yes. <laughs> you know, we also are going to have our next Zoom karaoke night coming up. So that's going to be happening on Saturday, October 3rd from 3 to 6 p.m. Because, you know, we just we have songs in our hearts right now. That's all. And we need to sing them. And that is Eastern Standard Time, just to clarify. We are so excited. We're also doing it from 3 to 6 for our international listeners who have told us they want an event in the afternoon on on a weekend. So we hope our international listeners will come hang out with us then too. We also on October 22nd are going to be hosting Orphan Black Trivia from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm so excited for this clone club party. It's It's going to be be amazing. It's going to be great. And in the greater Les universe, we have to talk about The Happiest Season, which is a new queer holiday rom-com and i will say a lot of people online the mainstream media have been saying this is the first gay holiday rom-com we all know that it's not true because seasons of love gave us an incredible gay rom-com last year however we could always use more and i'm very very excited about it also the cast is pretty incredible Kristen stewart and mackenzie davis playing a couple I'm excited to see those arms on screen, you know, in a gay way again. I cannot wait. Uh, Kristen Stewart is actually smiling in the trailer, which is uh, really big for her. So I think just her being able to be gay on screen is really making her live. Also, Dan Levy will be in it, which honestly, if if Dan Levy did a one-man show that was a gay holiday rom-com, I would watch it. So I'm in. Bottom line is I'm in. It's coming out in November. Let's make everyone know that the gays want and deserve more holiday rom-coms. And speaking of some some like queer holiday films, you may have seen on Queer Media Matters a little post about a movie called Friendsgiving that's coming out. Um, has a great cast, including Kat Dennings, Fortune Feimster, Wanda Sykes, Margaret Ooh, Cho. I know me. a lot hit of a lot names. of names you like, and apparently is going to be giving us like a solid like ten or twelve queer characters because so, that sounds more realistic to yes. having ten or twelve gay friends. Just give us a a baker's dozen of queers is what we want so yeah i don't know as much yet about like a lot of the details about it i think they just released their first trailer but we're super excited to hear more about that and again yes give us all those queer holiday movies that's what we want yes and with that that's what's happening this week back to you ellie and lee Thanks, Ellie and Lee. we are so excited to bring you episode two of season four gangels and demons That's right. And we are even more excited to be joined here with a special guest tonight. We have Nicole Maines with us. 
Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Let's get this started. <laughs> am, I the yes. first, am I the first one or the 20th one to make You joke? are actually the first, the first. one. Yeah, oh surprising. my God. Four <laughs> seasons of this and no one has bothered, right? Well, listen, I'm, I'm here to give the people <laughs> their long overdue lesbian puns. This, we it. always joke that like the vibe, especially with our episode titles and stuff, is like blue it's like gay blues lesbian blues blues yeah yeah. that's kind of what we go for so i love it Mm. (laughs) you can't see nicole right now but she's speechless (laughs) i'm I'm, I'm just that really hits me where i live yes 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 (laughs) it's it's a little much we understand Yes. Nicole Maines is an actress and transgender rights activist known for playing the first transgender superhero, Nia Nall, on Supergirl. Nicole, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you've been up to during what we like to call quarantine? Quarantine. Love it. Okay. All right. I'm going to fit right in here. (laughs) Tons. I love it. Like you said, I'm an actress. I have been on Supergirl for the past two years playing Nia Nall, and it has just been a complete dream come true. Before I got the part, I was studying studio art at an engineering college in Northern Maine. And it was just like not loving it, which I know was like so surprising. Um, Yeah, so so I was just really not loving where I was at. And just right in the nick of time, you know, Supergirl came along. And it just it was a complete like sepia to technicolor moment like full wizard of oz you know when she steps out of the house and she's like oh my god there are other colors of the rainbow yeah um and and so it's just been completely amazing so since quarantine started i have been well i first flew from vancouver to austin texas where my parents live and so i've been quarantined with them for the past how what month are we in past six yeah. months i know it's um, crazy but now i'm back in vancouver um i'm doing my mandatory two-week quarantine as i've you know re-entered the country and and now um living alone feels really really weird yeah i bet yeah, yeah i'm kind of like oh I'm so but where are the people <laughs> humans where did the yeah. humans go i live pretty close to the sidewalk so sometimes i just kind of like put my nose up against the glass and i'm like hey where are you going? What's up? What are you doing today? You're good? How's your mom? <laughs> Look, when it's... humans go extended periods without, like, any social interactions, mm-hmm. it does weird things to you, you know? Yeah. yeah. Listen, yeah, and I wasn't all the way there to, the, to begin with, so it's, it's, it's been a long, Even slow, painful descent into madness for me. I love it. I was going to say, I feel like it's, like, the human equivalent of, like, how my dog is when they see people outside. Absolutely. <laughs> They just keep like wanting to talk to them. Oh yeah, yeah. Have Have you tried barking at them? Just like a little. <laughs> you know, I have, and shockingly, they don't love it. No, hmm. they it's don't strange. love a grown adult woman barking at them through glass. I find this hard <laughs> something to about that they find like I guess unsettling. I don't know. Hmm. Look, it's 2020 at this point. Like, it's just you're going to get what you're going to get, people. That's all there is to it. Yes. <laughs> I would love to talk a little bit more about how you got your job at Supergirl, if you can Yeah, how do you trip that. into that Yeah, from, because how do, you, uh... how do you make that transition? Yeah, right? <laughs> for real. Um, so I had been doing a lot of self-tape auditions um, for my whole time at college. They did an open casting call for trans actors for the role of Nia and for Dreamer and so my agent sent that to me and they were just kind of like hey girl you know this one's kind of important like maybe you know do good yeah (laughs) and so I paid a kid 70 bucks to come to my house and to you know set up his film equipment and record it for me I was a broke college student I was filming all of my auditions on my laptop propped up against the the uh, ironing board (laughs) And listen, we were doing the most with the least. Yes, That's, you did what you It sounds like my TikTok setup. It's fine. It's, you know. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on the TikTok setup. I don't get it. I'm trying to get into it because I'm like, I know it's like the new thing. It's the new Vine. Everyone loves it. I wasn't good at Vine and I'm not good at TikTok. Because <laughs> I can never. And I keep getting comments and people are like, Nicole, why don't you post more? And I'm like, because 
all of my ideas suck. And, and, it's, and it's hard. It takes so yeah. many takes. It's hard. Yeah. I'm like, the I don't editing's wanna, a lot. I'm like, I care about you guys. I don't want to give you anything unless it is like the top best content I can come up with. And frankly, she's not there right now. She can't <laughs> think of anything. And I'm like, you will get a video when I think of something. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I paid a kid to, um, edit it and film it for me. And then I, I, I did the tape with, um, my friend Lexi and we, and we sent it off and waited and we didn't hear back for a while. And I guess we just kind of figured that they'd given it to somebody else. Cause that's the hard part about auditions. They can't tell, say no to every single person who auditions. So when you don't hear back, you're just like, Oh, I guess they hated it. <laughs> yeah. And so I was in Los Angeles filming, um, my vampire movie bit. And I had, we were filming, we did a 20 day shoot and I had one day off and on my one day off, I went in, they contacted us and we're like, Hey, can Nicole send in another self tape? And my agent said, you know, no need. She's in Los Angeles. Um, you know, just being like a professional woman or whatever, and she can come in. And so I went in on my day off and I met with Robert and Jessica and Sarah, and I guess they liked something that I did because you know, within the next day, they were like, hey, come up to Vancouver. And I was like, oh, I'm already, I can't. I I'm on the plane. I'm, 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 on the plane. I'm already here. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually outside. outside. The call yeah. is coming from inside the house. So yeah. I'm saying. I'm, I was fully like, I'm inside the house. <laughs> That's incredible. I love it. So when you say like you switched careers, like you, you wanted to be an actress. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. that was the career path you were trying to be on, but you're in college figuring out what you're going to do. Yeah. I kind of had like two things I was looking at. I was, I really wanted to do acting, but I was, you know, a realistic person. I said, I'm from the middle of nowhere in Maine and the business is on the complete opposite side of the country. Like, you know, so I, I was trying to think of a backup. And because I am a fan of a steady paycheck, I studied art. And I said, my more realistic career goal is I'm going to be an artist. <laughs> because I guess I just don't understand like where money comes from or something. <laughs> so I really wanted to go into game design and game development, and, like do conceptual art and character design for video games. And, you know, plot twist, the engineering state school didn't have a really great, like, game design program. So oh, I kind of had to make shift my own. And so I was majoring in studio art because I thought that would kind of give me the closest set of skills. I was like, okay, I can, like, study, I guess, anatomy and illustration and digital art. Um, but it was much more like, hey, can you come down to the sculpture studio the day after Trump gets elected and try welding? Mm. oh god that's a morning i will never i mean forget. is that is that a way to like get some rage out though it's just like set shit on you know, fire you actually want to be much calmer when you're working yeah. with molten metal <laughs> i set myself almost on fire several times in that class barely rolled out of it with a b minus and i knew that that major was not for me because to graduate you have to also take sculpture two mm. and i was like oh can't even get through no. sculpture one. No, I barely survived sculpture one. I'm like, you know, it probably wasn't for me. I was wearing flame retardant clothes, enough like a flame retardant smock, and then like a leather apron over it. And I burned through two of three layers with sparks, like a direct steady stream without noticing. Smelled smoke. I was like, what's that? I'm on fire. Okay, so wait, are you telling me that in <laughs> that the, the OGL yes. word, when she's welding in, like, her tank top or whatever, that that's not an accurate representation? Because I find um, that hard to imagine. I mean, TV would never lie. I mean, I don't know if, like, I personally would like to believe that lesbians have some super welding power that mm. allows them to, you know, just wear a tank top and weld and not have to worry about, you know, permanent damage can only hope because <laughs> i think that's a power honestly a lot of lesbians possess and i believe mm. in that I believe okay in ellie that you power. try it first okay and you let me know how it goes i'll let you know yeah I'll let yeah, you get back to us. i feel like i'm not the right person to do that <laughs> yeah, neither <laughs> was i turns out <laughs> yeah i feel like i can relate i'm not 
very very clumsy not I was so bad at do that not put class. me near any heavy machinery oh yeah no I went back slept for six hours and my dad had to drive two hours north to drag me out of bed and he was like you're gonna be fine and I was like mm-hmm. we'll see mm-hmm. yeah yeah the, sco- the welding project was <laughs> so the the specific project was we each were given like a set of like metal steel materials or metal steel is, is the name of it. They, we were each given some steel to work with <laughs> and we had to to make something inspired by some artist out of it. And there was this one girl who like flattened them and like molded them into these like beautiful like leaves and they were graceful. And I was like, I cut them in chunks and tried to just stand them upright. And I was like, <laughs> it's like a drip sand castle. Yeah. No, pretty much. I was just like, this is a pillar inspired by the Parthenon. And I couldn't even get it to stand up straight. And like the beads froze and snapped. And so I had pieces falling off. None of the weld was holding together. It was leaning to one side. And so I had to present it to my class and pretty much bullshit my way through the presentation and be like, yeah, it's leaning to represent the futility <laughs> of a striving for perfection. Wow. It was a complete, like, pull whatever I had, like, just out of a hat, out of my ass. Be like, like an this eighth is grade intentional. book report. You didn't read the book. Yeah. It was a bad scene, man. So clearly you're where you're meant to be. Yeah. Now. I, think I mean, we takeaway. hope so. Because I can't go back. We can't. We can't, can't go back. Go back. I have to look forward. What I love about this is I don't think I realized that bit filmed that early so you filmed a bit before any before of i got even supergirl happened supergirl yeah that's crazy yeah we filmed that in 2018 summer of 2018 and it and took it just, so long yeah. to get to our screens why i ask why here's the thing with i feel like making movies and especially making independent movies making it is not the hard part it's then trying to get someone to buy it and be interested in it we're like hey we did this thing we worked really hard on and we care a lot about and they're just kind of like what's your point (laughs) (laughs) and yeah so it took a while and miss rona really screwed us too because originally we were going to do a select theater release and Mm. because i mean this is a movie that was really made to be like seen in theaters like it's just it like hits different in a movie theater and and obviously we couldn't do that so then we had to kind of last minute do a digital release and just kind of be like, well, I hope people hear about this, you know, when I post it on Twitter, because there's not going to be really any other promotional campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, like a lot of people are, people are looking for new content and like, yeah, people love people, people and like people, me, <laughs> <laughs> love vampires. I mean, it's had a really, really good response so far. People, I'm, it has had one of two responses. Either they love it, they vibe with it. It's gay vampires. It's lost boys, but women. I would say lost boys, but gayer, but lost boys is already pretty gay. Uh, <laughs> it was like feminist, queer, lost boys. And people are like, yes, I love this movie made for me. Or they're like the Reddit incels who are like mm-hmm. feminist, liberal, dribble, garbage, SJW. And, I'm, and I always see those comments and I'm like, yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> you watched You got it. it. Yes. You understood. Yes, you understood it. the film. Absolutely. Yes, thank you. <laughs> oh my God. Glad, you, glad you got so much out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I guess whether you loved it or hate it, at least people, I guess, understand it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. See, whereas I feel like Ellie and I, the spaces we exist in on the internet's, like we only saw the first of those responses. Yeah. Yes. Well, I also feel like part of those negative responses, they didn't really watch it. Like I feel like they saw the trailer because, of course, the trailer was very like, men can't handle power. Get the men right. out of here. Yeah. Kill them all. Drink their blood. And when you watch the film, it's actually much more. It kind of starts out that way, and then it ends on much more of a note of. Oh, oh no! Yeah, women can suck too. Yeah, you can all be terrible. Power. Yeah, yeah, and it's that it's, that, it's, that one needed like a rim shot in there. Sorry, it's yeah, just yeah. Oh, I know. I'm like, I didn't even get it. Listen, I just I make jokes. I make puns. I don't even. 
Jesse says this all the time. Jesse Rath is he's like, one of my favorite things about you is you will say something just like punny and like stupid and spectacular. And I will not even realize it. And it will go completely <laughs> over my own head and everyone's dying. And I'm like, what'd I say? <laughs> was it funny? Yeah. I was like, oh, thank you. You just got to film those moments and get them on TikTok. That's all. And then you're set. Seriously. My, I had a friend in high school who said, I just needed a camera on me 100% of the time because I would go viral in a day. And I think she said that after I was hauling down like probably three backpacks, like some art supplies down the steps to go to like theater rehearsal. I think we were doing like Crucible or something. All of them, I missed a step or something and all of my bags just dropped. Then I dropped, then rolled the rest of the way down the stairs. <laughs> and she was like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it takes a tumble part two, the sequel. <laughs> Nicole I'm, I'm going to pitch something right now. I just, okay. I, I just want you to think about it. Okay. It's a reality show. We're going to call it Mains in Maine. We're going to take you back. We're going to get you some welding equipment. We're just going to put a camera on you 24 hours. <laughs> see what happens just see what happens a 24-hour live stream fly on the wall show of me trying to navigate sculpture because here's the thing i I know you don't have to decide now i'm just i'm just putting the idea out there i'm just saying like give us the emmy (laughs) (laughs) i mean i know just that's all i'm saying yeah like i know an egot when i smell one you know what i mean (laughs) um by the way it's also a musical Yes, I mean, of course it is. Look, we'll write the music. Don't worry. Listen, we are actually in the process of writing a musical right now. Yes. See, it just so we a little bit this. more main, a little bit more welding, some fire. Right? Yes. And we're on our way. Yes. We'll just add Love it in. It. We'll just add it to the mix. It's fine. It's going to yeah, be yeah. good. Yeah. So, but yeah, bit, um, a lot of people were kind of, I think, turned off by the idea that they thought it was more of like a man-hating type of film. But for me, I think the main takeaway from it was we are each responsible for ourselves and we are each responsible to make sure that we don't become shitty, bad people because that's all we can really do. We can only control our own actions and our own behavior. And so if you, you know, had the opportunity to, you know, I guess take the ash of the heart of like the master vampire, do it, but like, also like, don't be a dick about it, (laughs) (laughs) but also share. Yes. But also yeah. share a little. Yeah. But also help lift other women up, you know? Yes. It was like, yes. also like, help uplift other women. Like, don't mind control them. Like, you know, don't be weird. Like, consent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it went places that I didn't expect it to go. It was really like, it was like all over the place. Yeah. I which was so good. It, it took you on a journey. Right? It yeah. did take you on a journey. And it's also, it's, I love when there's things that like, that do like do actually have like decent thoughtful messages, but like don't take themselves o- overly seriously as a movie. Yeah, you yeah know? that was one like, of my favorite things. It's the best because you're just like yeah. it's fun. It's like fun and enjoyable to just sit through, but also you're like, oh, hmm. yeah. At no point I think was bit like oh oh we are highbrow cinema right we are you're not making you're not the portrait of a lady on fire be... yeah no it was not <laughs> that it, it was like oh we're just gonna be like gay vampires in los angeles like kicking ass riding skateboards and sorry yeah, have, i have to make have a guns and pink joke grenades. right now make it I, so good okay i just have to call it portrait of a lady on sire that's what i'm going with okay with vampires <laughs> do with that what you will listeners that's all i can that's this is my this is what i have for you (laughs) (laughs) love it a bit shirt Um, that says portrait of a lady on sire oh my god i would die let's make them i mean listen i'm just waiting for it to really take i'm like bit i mean like how great would those funko pops of like the bit girls be yes that would be everything i want to I want Duke merchandise. She is my favorite part of that movie. That whole 70s flashback. Yes. With like Rasputin oh playing. God. And I'm like, she's like, I'm a full-blown fucking dyke. And here and I am just like, ruling ah! over a man. And I'm like, yes! <laughs> I will say, I'm like, Duke was one of my favorite characters. And also she's like... Freaking amazing. 
I really just like I was rooting for her the whole time. I'm like I know right. she's supposed to be the villain, but I'm like she's not the villain give, though. Give she's me more. A, she's honestly kind of a victim of her own circumstance. Mm-hmm. Like she did with power what she had only ever seen power used for. She kind yeah. of got caught up in the cycle that Vlad had her in for decades, and it, you know she she just kind of fell into that. I mean not absolving her of her own responsibility because you know i mean maybe like maybe i'm biased towards laurel but like i put that bitch in a hole and now she's gonna <laughs> yeah. see her <laughs> that was my favorite bit getting to just like drop her heart in a hole and watch her dive after i felt so cool so let's talk a little bit about like a bit and also like being nia right there's so many like fight sequences and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like how do you do all of like do you have stunt doubles for that or are you like do you do a lot of your own fight stuff? Fight stuff, bite stuff? Do you do all yeah. that? All the biting, <laughs> honey, that was great. <laughs> it was great. I loved getting to bite people. I had this, uh, I don't think they used it in the movie. But We're I just going to cut so... that audio clip out and uh, just use it. <laughs> I love biting people. Yeah. Unprovoked, <laughs> unannounced. After this quarantine ends, I'm going out. I'm biting someone on the sidewalk. I'm just gonna <laughs> chomp into their upper thigh. You you do it's what you gotta choice. do. You do it's you good girl. choice. You do you. A placement for the bite. I'll be like, I've missed people. Chomp. <laughs> How are you? Um, there was this great scene that, that I don't know if they used in the movie of like I felt like so I was feeling it. I like it was um the vampire hunter bit him, killed him, loved it. Um, yes. drank his blood and he like I threw him to the side and then I just spit his own blood on him and I was like oh that feels so cool feels empowering powerful. empowering that is scenes empowerful. to shoot yeah. yeah that was so much yes fun. yeah but so for the fight scenes um, I do as much of it that I can do and so like so we learn especially in Supergirl we learn all of the choreography and I'm pretty good at memorizing choreography so I will do all the fight scenes myself and then when they move to a wider shot they will usually have stunt doubles do it and so when you see a wider shot it's usually stunt people because they are endlessly more good and graceful at it than the rest of us are i exhibit much more of a like awkward in the body kind of fighting (laughs) style yeah but up close we also we all do it so then obviously i you like you spin around it's like your face. yeah use the close-up shots and stuff there was this great fight scene we did in five ten the bottle episode where nia fights bad brainy and it was like this badass fight sequence and it they cut it short but it was like a whole thing the fight scenes in that episode were so long a lot of them ended up getting cut i got thrown over like three tables that episode he throws like me over you table. actually did, not your stunt. No, doubles. no, my stunt. Nia's in Nia. Okay. <laughs> Nia got thrown at over like three tables that episode. So Lisa, the stunt double, um, who's freaking amazing, she she got thrown over a table. And so then they were like, okay, Nicole, all you have to do is just kind of, um, we're going to cut together Lisa falling with you falling. And so just kind of like hoist yourself up like mm, three inches off the ground and then just drop yourself down. I'm like, got it. I'm a professional. I'm graceful. I danced for four years. I've got this. I was so concerned with making my arms and my legs look good, but I guess I just forgot that I had a head. <laughs> and so I dropped myself down and full force slammed my forehead into the DEO floor, which by the way, concrete. And it was like one of those that you just felt in your teeth. Yeah. And then they were like, get up. Throw a punch, dream energy, kick. And I'm like, oh, who are you? Where am I? What's going on? I don't think they, they didn't use that take. That was during rehearsal. But um, yeah, that's why oh I, I, why we also have stunt people do them. Because mm, apparently Nicole can't be trusted to just remember that she has a skull. I think this is a perfect opportunity to take a hot break. We're going to be right back to hear more about Nicole's possible concussion. <laughs> possible. Likely. Probably. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. 
Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. I want to talk a little bit about, besides the fight sequences, I mean, so it sounds like you kind of finished rapping, shooting for bit, and then flew like pretty immediately up to start Supergirl. What was it like to go from, because I think one of the things that we were so interested in is, um, I mean, A, like there's still just not a lot of trans characters on TV or in movies uh, or just like in general, in things, in the media, right? And so for you to have played kind of these polar opposite spectrums of like, you know, I'm a superhero and also like, I am a lesbian vampire who's, like, you know, just sucking people's blood and spitting it back on them. Like, so what was the transition from from one to the other like? Surprisingly, it wasn't too difficult. <laughs> um, and I think it was because I think both of those characters really exhibited where I was in my life at the time of filming. With Laurel, of course, it was her and her first time in Los Angeles. And so she was, you know, this kind of, all the whole new world moment and so she was just kind of falling into all of this in real time it was very similar to me that was the longest I'd ever spent in Los Angeles that was my first time on a film set um so I very much felt like you know when Laurel went into the echo like that was my first time at a club in Los Angeles also so it was it was very um there was a parallel between Laurel and myself in that and so I think that's something that really helped me get into her character. Also, she hates people. I hate people. <laughs> so that was really easy. Yeah, connect. you seem really unpleasant to, like, spend time with. I mean... Oh, yeah. I have, like... <laughs> yeah, like, a lot of, like, dead people, like, under the floors. I, like, <laughs> really good insulation. Um, we'll cut that. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, Just... you don't have to. It gets chi- I mean, it gets chilly. Um, <laughs> no. Um, yes. And then with Nia, you know, she was the newbie at Cat Co. She was learning the superhero ropes at the same time that I was the newbie on set and I was really learning the acting ropes because I hadn't done, I hadn't had like that same formal training that so many people had. And so now at the same time as Nia's trying to figure out her powers and where she is at Cat Co and figuring out being a superhero, I'm trying to keep up with like, Katie McGraw and Melissa Benoist and David Harewood and like literal legends. And I'm like, hi, I'm Nicole from Maine. And I'm just <laughs> real excited to be here. That's not a Maine accent. I don't know why I did that. But it is yes. if you say it is. No one will know. Oh yeah. Maine accents are really What even is a Maine accent? Let's it's hear like, it. Yeah, yeah, can't get there from here, bud. 
It's really specific. It's hmm. really weird. Yeah. Just go live in the woods by yourself for like a couple years, Ellie, and like, I Stop think there. you did done that. Yeah. Been yep. there, done that, loved it. <laughs> Getting into both of those different characters was much easier because I was able to pretty closely relate myself to what they were both going through. Um, and I think that's the goal for a lot of actors because you want to reach as little as possible when you're playing a character. You want to put as much of yourself into them as you can. I think personally, that's what works for me. Um, Cause then it just doesn't feel as much of a stretch every day. I would love to talk about like you playing a superhero and what that means to be the first transgender superhero. Like that's amazing. How has that been for you with fans and also with just playing the role? I mean, it's been freaking incredible. I mean, that has to be where the goalposts are as far as just accomplishments. I think like we all in fifth grade and, you know, elementary school, we all wanted to be superheroes. And now I can say, oh, I got to be a superhero. And it, it, it has just been so incredible and amazing. And I get to go to set every day, put on a super suit and a mask and pretend to see the future and shoot energy out of my hands. It is the stupidest job <laughs> in the world. It's stupid. We are a bunch of grown up people putting on costumes and pretending we can fly and shoot lasers out of our eyes. We're insane. Does it feel insane to film that stuff? A little bit, but it's also really, really fun because you can just like kind of be a kid and just play around. And, and it's in that moment when you're doing the scene, it's totally believable. And you cannot tell me that I am not putting up a shield or I am not. I did not just see the future. Yeah, it, it's it's. The suspension of disbelief, which is just really, for me, I think a lot of fun. And, you know, we can, we, we all do that, I think, when we watch television, is we just kind of suspend all disbelief that, oh, of course she can fly. Oh, of course, you know, glasses mask your secret identity. No one can right. tell. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course. That's, that's, yeah. the, that's the disbelief that we all just kind of let our, let go. And I think filming those scenes, um, it's really awesome to just be able to exist in that universe for a second. Um, and so I absolutely love that. And as far as with the fans go, I was really, really nervous that Nia was only going to appeal to the queer community. And to find that she has found so much support from outside queer folks and to have cisgender and heterosexual people being like oh I love Nia she's one of my favorite characters on the show or I love Nia she's my favorite superhero I'm like oh she has the staying power she has some legs in this competition that has been one of the most rewarding things because I think I knew she was going to be pretty popular um, especially among trans people and I wasn't sure how much support she was going to get from folks outside of that and so to see how many people love her is really really um I think inspiring and gives me a lot of hope. And also, I, I think just for the character, that's, that's really awesome. And for trans representation, it's like you can have a, this awesome character who is trans and that's not the only thing about her. Yeah. She has a million and other things going on that don't do with her gender identity. And that yeah. has been really, really great to see and to be a part of. Because that it's gets, also... it gets exhausting. Oh, having sure. Just, be the trans person all the time or I'm sure you guys know like having to be the token gay person all the time it's like you know I do other shit right <laughs> and yeah. so for like Nia wait to... we do other shit yeah. <laughs> like, well, what I don't know do? no I'm just you. kidding <laughs> um, but like for Nia it's like really great to be able, for her to be able to like be a reporter be a superhero be a girlfriend and and do all this while trans and to get to see trans people existing in those spaces that we previously haven't gotten to really inhabit. And it's something that I actually love about both Nia and Laurel as characters is like they're very it's not just that they're fleshed out but I I think Laurel especially like Mm -hmm. the fact of Laurel being trans in the movie is like almost barely I don't even think it's like explicitly said ever. You can you can kind of catch it if you're like paying attention. Yeah, Yeah. but it's never really a big part of it. 
there are verbal cues that if you are tuned in, you will catch and be like, oh, they're talking about her transits there. But the words she's transgender never leave anybody. No, they're never said. Because there's never really a space in the movie for that. Because that's yeah. not what her journey is about. It's not about, oh man, I'm a trans woman in the big city. What's a girl to do? <laughs> oh man, I'm a like, trans vampire. What am I going to do yeah. now? <laughs> it's like, oh geez, I'm a transgender in trouble. It, it's, which is the name of my album, Transgender in Trouble. Love it. Um, Amazing. <laughs> Her journey is all about, I just tried to kill this girl I found on the middle, on like the side of the road. What the hell is wrong with me? Yeah. Like that's her journey. Hers is like wrestling with her mortality and her morality and, and also just being a teenager is really what her story is about. It, it's about a 17, an 18 year old girl who just makes a lot of bad choices. <laughs> And As okay. no 18 year olds have done ever. Yeah, well, ever, that's yeah. what I loved about Mia. I mean, not Mia. I played two Laurel. And I always yep. get them mixed up. Um, <laughs> that's what I loved so much about Laurel is she's not this hero who can do no wrong and who is just like this beacon of perfection and everyone loves her. They're like, no, she's kind of a shitty person at times. She's selfish. She makes bad choices, but. She's 18. Yeah. And that's what you do. And I think that's why she was so endearing. And I think that's why a lot of people who watch the movie love her so much is because there is never an instance where we're trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes and be like, she's this great pillar of virtue. And like, no, we know she's not. You root for her as a protagonist because she is a flawed individual and because that's relatable. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Mia. And I was really, really afraid to let Mia have that and to let Nia be that three-dimensional flawed person because I was like I really need her to be a success I really need people to love Nia and I was afraid to show her in anything besides a glimmering perfect light and I think now two seasons in we have seen several times where Nia does not make the best choice just does maybe not smart things and makes mistakes and that's okay because that's what people do and that is why I think these are such good characters as characters in general. But especially as far as representation goes, that's why I think these are two great trans characters because they show trans people as three-dimensional people who have strengths, who have weaknesses, who have moments of victory, and who have just moments where they do something so inexplicably stupid like going home with a girl you just met at a bar and also not telling your brother where you're going and then getting thrown off of a roof and spending the night in a dumpster like first of all in there second of all (laughs) like girl what yeah in what realm is that a good idea but she was 18 and she doesn't need nobody to tell her what to do Yep. Well, maybe she doesn't need someone to tell her what to do, but she didn't want someone to tell her yeah. what to do. Yes. Well, and I love it, too, that, like, they are both well-rounded, and they're at completely opposite ends of that spectrum of, like, ha- you know, like, you're good and evil characters. And what I love about it is that they're written in a way that allows them to work in the places where they are. Because I think, you know, it's still something, I know it's something that we hear with, like, queer characters still. I know it's definitely something that comes up with, like, trans characters is, like, writing your villains or writing, like, bad characters with your marginalized groups is, like, still can be a really touchy and, like, frequently problematic thing to do, you know? Like, if it's not done well or if it's not done carefully i am am totally of the mindset where i'm like at this point i want to see us be able to move on having to have our queer characters like be perfect all the time because first of all that's not realistic second of all it leaves the rest of us in the real world as disappointments to (laughs) everywhere they're like not even you're not perfect in real life and i'm like no i just hit my grandma with my car (laughs) <laughs> and I'm trans, and that's okay. 
But I think, like, beyond just perfect, it's, like, you know, I'm thinking about when, like, um, when Pretty Little Liars, like, had the mm-hmm. whole reveal of, like, Cece is Charles and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and, like, now we killed her off, and she was just yeah. evil and insane, and it's, like, but at the same time, I feel like they didn't give you enough to, like, yeah. understand that character, you know? Yeah. And that's what I love about this is, like, Laurel is a flawed character and a, and oh, a vampire who's killing people and, like, exists in the, the evil end yeah. of, like, the reality spectrum but, in but characters. There's, and there's never a moment where you don't understand why she's doing it. Right, and there's never a moment where she's not the protagonist of your story, you yeah. know? You're like, she still is. And that's, I, like, I love that. I think that's great to have characters that are written in a way that allows you to explore more than just, like, yeah. and here you're perfect and you just show up and be trans and perfect and then, like, shuffle your way off screen, Do you, you know? Do you think that's why so many gay people like Disney villains more than the protagonist? Mm, because we, they're gay. Because <laughs> the gay-coded, you know, like, yes. the gay-coded villain? I'm like, oh, Ursula? She's everything. Yeah. Jafar? It. Scar, hot. Scar, a queen. <laughs> Hades, come on. I mean, yes. Hades, a full biological woman. <laughs> yes. Like there, I loved the villains so much more. Uh, yes. They were so it's much more fun. It's honestly true, though. And maybe it's... that's why now I'm kind of like, I want to play a villain. Let me play a gay villain. Come on. Yes. 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 I want it so bad. It is exciting. You'll get there. I'm like, let us go back to our roots. Like, let us go back to the roots. Let us play bad guys. Let us play the first gay, like, actually gay Disney villain will be you. I'm putting this out there into the universe. All I'm Mm. saying is, (laughs) so we're we're doing a musical and part of our production team, we have someone who who came in to help us produce it. And she just posted a TikTok. I'm going to bring up TikTok as much as I possibly can this episode, apparently. But she just posted a great TikTok that was like a gender bent, like Aladdin, like Aladdin, uh, female Aladdin, like meeting the princess or whatever. And like... I could see, like, an all-female remake of, like, Queered Up Aladdin. Jafar. You need a... You, yeah. We need you as Jafar. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. No, you know who needs to play Jafar is Jesse. Yes. He needs to play Jafar. And I'll, be... play, I'll play... Um, what's the parrot's name? Yeah, I knew. <laughs> Iago. I, I felt it for Iago. you. I was like, Yago. You are Yago. <laughs> yes. Yes. Listen, I know so. where my strengths lie, and... It's important to know. Gilbert Godfrey as a parrot is really where I'm at spiritually and emotionally. (laughs) I love it so much. Um, While we're talking about well-rounded rep in general, have you seen the Disclosure documentary on Netflix? Yes, I have. Correct me if I'm wrong. You did play a role on TV before, right? Where... Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you were like you basically wore one of the tropes they were talking about, where it's like yeah, when I they was had shook seeing it. I was like, oh my god, I did do that. Yes, oh <laughs> right. It I, was I the mean, trope but that's that was where, yeah. Well, that's where it was, and so the trope for anyone who's not familiar was you know it, especially in like medical shows or something you'll have a trans patient come in for an episode and it's like oh my hormones are killing me oh my. Uh, something's wrong with my hormone blockers and my estrogen is causing me blood clots. And it's pretty much like our transness is killing us Mm -hmm. um, is the trope. And of course, now I think that's outdated, but I think also for the time it was really kind of what we needed, I think, or at least as far as my episode of Royal Pains goes, because I think it started out that way. And then it turned into, you know, this cis straight doctor educates himself and you know commits to pursuing medical transitions for this girl and saying like you deserve to be who you are and this pre-existing condition you have is not going to keep you from that and I'm going to work with you and we are going to overcome this and your estrogen is not going to kill you because truthfully her estrogen wasn't killing her the insane amounts of estrogen she was taking was killing her. Mm. Um, and I think that episode was really, really, really important for, for when it came out because it was in that time when we really weren't seeing a lot of trans folks on television. And that was one of the first in time where we were finally starting to see trans people represented in a positive 
life in a way that was educational, in a way that was showing us as just normal people. And and I had, that was an amazing first set to get to work on, um, just because they were so committed to telling this story the best that they could. And they took notes and there was a line that we ended up changing um, that they were so open to. Um, it was like something like, how old were you when you first felt like a girl? And we changed it to, how old were you when you realized you were a girl? Mm. And it was just like mm. small stuff like that. And they were like, oh, yes, that totally makes sense. Absolutely. Change it. Um, and it was just little stuff like that, though. I was like, okay, yeah, like the integrity is there. The the desire to do well is there. And I mean, that episode ended up getting a lot of awards. So it, it, it was so phenomenal to get to be a part of. That was a great first project to work on. Cool. It is really cool. Like it was it was crazy to see all like the tropes and all that kind of stuff. But it also is really cool to see the evolution. Right? And, and like you're right, like. You can't get to three-dimensional characters if you've never seen a trans Absolutely. person on screen at all. Yeah. So, like, it's it's the progression mm-hmm. of characters and also just, like, having more of them is going to give us more places to go. The craziest thing for me about that documentary was just really seeing laid out in front of you how we have been wired to mock and laugh at trans bodies and trans identities. And you really look how systematically we are taught that trans people are laughable and hmm. and and ridiculous and and revolting and disgusting. That that was something that got me a little heated. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have heart palpitations. Yeah. But <laughs> that's allowed. We, we allow yeah. that here. Yeah. Seeing it all laid out in front of you, I was really like, yeah, they're right. We have, since film started, been taught that trans identities are ridiculous and laughable and gross. And so I think it's also really helpful, at least to see now where we are with representation. And especially with Laurel and with Nia seeing, especially, I think it's more Nia than with Laurel, because I think it's more necessary in heterosexual relationships to portray trans women as attractive and desirable and heterosexual and it doesn't make you gay and it's not this gross thing and you're just seeing someone you're seeing brainiac just love her for who she is and never once question his own masculinity because of his relationship with a trans woman and getting to see that and getting to see them develop this really beautiful relationship has been, well, you know, right up until he broke up with us. Spoilers, spoilers. Well, you know, listen, uh, shit happens. But also, I also, uh, I think there's something um, that I really loved, too, about having Laurel be a trans lesbian, you know? Because, yes. like, I also love the whole, I mean, I get we talked about the Reddit Reddit incels and stuff, but I also love the kind of, like, eh, fuck you, TERFs, you know? That, that, that right? Also marry well. that. Also, so, like, so like, yes, yeah, lesbians dude. can yes. be attracted to trans women and still be considered lesbians because trans women are women, period, jkrowling.com. Yes. <laughs> and that's a wrap, folks. That's the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. <laughs> what a way that would be to end, right? Just leave it. There's like cut the audio after that. Just, just, just... <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> out, 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 out. <laughs> no, but I, I like that. I thought was was also great, you know, because and it's funny because when they first um, when they first have that scene like up on the roof and whatever uh, and they hadn't. I don't think at that point there had been any even kind of like subtle hints at whether or not Laurel's as a character was trans or not, you know? And so I was like, I kind of loved that part of it. I also kind of loved that, like, you do get the hints at a certain point. And I'm like, you could literally read this any way that you kind of want to yeah. in this movie. And I'm I'm sort of here for all of it. First, the first allusion to Laurel's being trans was when she was leaving home and her parents were kind of like, you know, it's been a hard year, hard couple years. Oh, yada, maybe they do so say something. You're you. right. Ellie, Ellie watched it today. Re- I, watched I literally it. watched it a few hours yeah. ago, too. And also there's like that guy at the party who's like, I just want to tell you how much I admire oh you. That was hilarious. <laughs> he was hilarious. And he was killing us doing that whole scene because he was just like this ridiculous. I think you, you are just great. And I just, 
And I love that scene also because we have all been the trans woman who's like sitting there like, thanks for calling attention to it. I don't want to talk about this with you. Go away. Um, That was the last day of filming too. That was so much fun to do. I love that whole scene. That, that, that whole sequence was probably my favorite to film the house party and, and the sitting on the truck with Andy. I think what we're getting at is you've basically done it all. You've done all, you've got all the range. You've played the the opposite of all spectrums. At this point, let me play Gilbert Godfrey as a parent. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, that also, (laughs) that also leads us into what other trans rep do you want to see more of in the future? Even if you're not playing the characters. I am really, really into trans women playing cis women and reinforcing that idea that trans women are women. I really want to see trans women not limited to their transness when it comes to looking for jobs. I think that that is just that just makes it harder to find a job because there's not that many trans roles out there. So I'm like, all right, well, we can take only trans roles as soon as every other character is trans. Until then, we're going to have to play some cis women at some point. Yeah, it, that, uh, yeah. that was another thing that I loved in Disclosure is the whole story of, um, like, Sandra having been stealth mm-hmm. for so long. And you're just yeah. like, you've already, d- you've done it. You've cast trans women in cis roles. Yes. And, like, and, and I no promise you. And no said a damn thing. Right. And it's like, I promise you there's more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know I there's more out for there. Two year- I was still for two years in middle school. And first of all, props to her. That was really, really hard. But it, it, it's possible. Trans women yeah. do not have to disclose their transness to anybody that does not have to be the defining feature of our careers anywhere, but especially in Hollywood. We should, just as our, the characters we play are three-dimensional and have different facets to their identity, the actors playing them are the same way. We are not just trans actors. I am right. just a trans actor, actress. I do other stuff and I can play whatever woman you want me to play. I have the right. Or parrot. Hire her. Or parrot. Yeah. <laughs> or I can parrot. play a, Listen, Taylor Swift can play a tree. I can play a parrot. <laughs> yeah. Did I say Taylor but, Swift? I'm in Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> I, I was like, well, I if Taylor know. Swift wants to play a tree, like, it's Cis fine. women, I don't I know was, who they are. I was just thinking, like, maybe, maybe can't like, tell the, them apart. Can't tell the them folklore apart. album covers, like, she's in the trees. I don't know. Maybe she, oh, like, she was. Yeah, I was like, maybe there was a music video where, like, Taylor was singing and then she also was a tree. I was just going to go with it. I, I am everybody's mother who, like, doesn't know celebrities. And she's like, oh, yeah, who's it? What's his name? Yeah, him. I don't know. Oh, I love man. Anybody is. So on that note, Ellie, <laughs> I think it's time for our Q&A. Note, Let's do it. Let's do it. On that note, we know 100% Nicole did get concussed. <laughs> <laughs> and to bring it back, we finally have solved the concussion. Yes. There yeah. There you go. <laughs> Nicole's right, not okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for our Q&A. Q, 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 and, 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 and gay. gay. So our okay. Q and Gay. We're gonna ask you some multiple choice or yes or yes or no questions. Okay. We're gonna put them up on our Twitter for our listeners to answer, but we're gonna ask you them first. So here we go. Number one. Excited. Are you more of an A angel or B demon? I think like the street cred part of me wants to say like yeah I'm a demon, but like I was a really good kid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and everything like I didn't like do anything um so I'm definitely more of like an angel but thanks. it's okay <laughs> you can still play I lost my bad bitch status <laughs> we'll cut it we'll cut the answer it's fine yeah question one never existed I'm a bad bitch all the way deep demon I won't even <laughs> I won't even answer the question I'm that much of a demon uh question two what would you choose as your superhero power out of a immortality b super strength c precognition or d heat vision immortality seems more like a curse Mm. precognition would stress me out 
So between super strength and heat vision, I'd say super strength. I think that'd be like a lot cooler. Like I don't I don't know if it's as flashy, but like I was also like fully like the weeaboo kid in middle school and in high school watching Naruto and I was like, Tsunade is everything. I wanna be her. Good answer. All right. Question three. What show slash movie has your favorite trans rep? A Supergirl, B Bit, C Sense Eight, or D Orange is the New Black? I know this is a hard question for it's you, an attack. but we're gonna put it on our Twitter too, so it's more for our listeners. But want to know your want to know your answer or a write in. You're welcome to to answer a write in. Yeah, no, it's definitely probably between. I mean, I'm biased between <laughs> Supergirl and, and and Bit. It's hard to pick because I love them both for different reasons. There's no wrong answer. You can pick both. All of the above. I'd say both. Bit and Supergirl. I've had so much fun on both. But also Orange is a New Black because that like revolutionized like the game. And that said, hey, here is this like confident, powerful, beautiful black trans woman killing it. But also Sensei and Nomanita has my heart. So I don't know. I've never seen Sensei. (gasps) Oh my God. (laughs) Um. Look, you're lo- in lockdown right now, so like I, we have some homework for Watch you. Watch it. I've been rewatching Once Upon a Time. That's been my like quarantine. Okay, I I was re-watch. obsessed with that show the first season, give, but then I sort of just give a couple episodes of Sensei a try. Like That's all I'm saying. Me. First three were it for me. Four was like okay, five is kind of there. I watched season six, and then after everybody left, they didn't watch season seven ever. Yeah. But Look, we do a series uh, every other episode. We do a, a series called Should Have Been Gay. I'm just saying we haven't done Swan Queen yet. So if you ever need to come back, you know. I don't know. I was a big Captain Swan oh, shipper, though. Wow. I have like three Captain Hook shirts. I Captain love Hook Captain is hot. Captain Guyliner was like the best nickname. Crazy. I, I love that show. I loved everything on that show. I love them so much. Yes. Rewatching it was like definitely, and I've watched it with my mother too. Like she'd never seen it. Um, and so I was oh. rewatching, the, rewatching it with her and she was having a blast. And then Zelina got there and I was like, and this is where it gets good. Yep. But also you should watch Sensei because it's amazing. I know. I have so much I need to And I it. now have to rewatch Once Upon a Time. Question four. What vampire universe would you want to be in out of A, the Bit Vampires, B, Buffy Vampires, or C, the Lestat Vampires? Uh, hidden answer D, True Blood. Oh, okay. Mm. I'll add I'll add it to the list. Love me some True Blood. All I ever wanted to be in life was Pamela Swinford de Beaufort. She nice. You're almost there. Everything. You're almost there. <laughs> Everything. Question five. What part of 2020 do you wish you could have predicted? A, COVID, B, murder hornets, or C, the Fire Nation attack? I've also been watching after. I mean, I'd love to have seen all of it coming, but I also recognize that I couldn't have stopped any of it. I would like, out of everything, to have seen that World War III did not start like we thought it was going to at the hey, beginning of the year. 2020 is not over yet. Knock on wood somewhere around Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Please. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess COVID I'd like to have seen coming. I could have gotten more ducks in a row. Remember, you can give us your own answers to this episode's Q&A questions on our Twitter at leshangoutpod. Nicole, thank you so much for hanging out with us. This has been yeah, an absolute delight. Absolutely. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing people's own answers. What part of 2020 do you wish you'd seen coming? I'd yes. like to see none of it coming because I was sleeping through the whole thing. That's yes, what I, I want. wish I was hibernating in 2020. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if our listeners want to find you, where can they find you on social media? They can find me. I'm Nicole A. Mains on everything on Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok. I don't post anything. I'm going to have to go TikTok. find you on TikTok, like right now. It's not. We had um, Pearson Foday on the show, and he's like TikTok royalty, and so he was trying to teach me how to do. I'm really not good at <laughs> We're still gonna follow you. Thanks. Solidarity. <laughs> For one day, one day when you decide, yeah, you it yeah. it just clicks in your brain, and you're like, this is the, the this people is who go on and they post like five things a day, and I'm like, oh my God, can't. how do you have the I time? Can't do it. 
No. It's a lot of time. It's not me. Do you have any other projects coming up as well? I don't think any that I can announce. Disclose. Secrets, secrets. That's okay. There's none that But I if can they follow you disclose. everywhere, they'll hear about them. <laughs> you will eventually hear about it, but I can say y'all are going y'all are going to lose your mind. Wait, wait, wait. We're going to lose our minds about something. There's y'all a there's are a gonna lose your minds. It is everything. I cannot wait. I'm excited already. Well, yeah, whatever it is, I'm watching it. Yeah. Also, season six of Supergirl is going to premiere mid-season, and it's y'all. I got the first two scripts. It's uh, it, it it starts at 100. Nice. It's gonna be nuts. Also, go watch it. It's available on iTunes, Amazon, Fandango, Vudu, wherever you get your online streaming services. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It is so much fun. It's lesbian vampires. There's literally nothing not to it's like. Lesbian vampires and blood orgies and the just and pink grenades. I mean, come on. It's and amazing. the inland fucking empire. There you go. Yes. Les Hangout endorsed bit. You have to watch it. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. This has been a blast. Oh my god, thank you so much for having me. It's been so nice to talk to people. Let me hear you say hip, 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 yeah. We love hearing from you and building community, so we want to shout out some of our favorite things each episode. And this week, I want to give a shout out to Tressa, who reached out on Instagram saying, as an extrovert, they've been struggling a bit during quarantine. I want to say, Tressa, I feel you. <laughs> very, very hard. We feel you. We feel you. And they said that our podcast has really been a lifeline at a time where they keep worrying that they'll never be able to return to having a full queer life again. And I just want to say, Tressa, we all are going to have our full queer lives again. I promise you. We're going to get there. And in the meantime, come hang out with us online. We are always here. You can still have a full queer life on Zoom as much as we want to, you know? That's all I'm saying. We're living our best queer lives. We are. We're doing our best. We are doing our best. (laughs) We also want to thank, as always, our lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster, Jess Klaus, Tanya Ferguson, Danny Griswold, Jacqueline Rose Nishino, Sarah and Julia, Carrie Ann Lawrence, Danny Gunluck Tamora, Brittany Ray, Alana Rosen, and Tara Gleason. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Leah Henley, Liz Chen. And Wendy K. Bartlett. Thank you all so much. We obviously um, could not stop screaming about how much we love our patrons these days, uh, and especially all of you. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Or check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Make sure that you subscribe on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. That way you'll get new episodes as soon as they go up. We're also posting videos on our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to catch them. If you want to help support the podcast, there are so many ways that you can do that. The first, it's easy, it's free. Go on the Apple Podcasts app and leave us a rating and a review. It helps new people find the show, and also we love reading the reviews. And if you want to join us on Patreon, we would love to see you there. You can do that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. Like Lee has been saying, we love our patrons. We love to talk to them all the time. We have our private Discord chat where we're always hanging out, chatting about queer media. Today I was on for honestly three hours just (laughs) seeing everyone's introductions and seeing what's going on in people's lives. But we would love to see you there as well at bit.ly slash lespatreon. It really helps us to keep making this show for all of you. And if you need some new merch, you can head to our Tee Public store. We have all sorts of fun designs. You can get them on tees, on tanks, on sweaters or sweatshirts as it's, you know, starting to head a little more into the fall months now. You can find that at bit.ly slash lesshop. And if you want to find us individually, you can find me at Ellie Brigida on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can find me at LSH Foster on Instagram, Twitter, and on TikTok. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And And let's let's hang hang out out again again soon. soon. Let's hang out.